Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa. Hey. Oh, oh, sorry. What do you mean, hey? Hi, and I'm Steven. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the two of us today. He's so thrown off. He doesn't know what to do. I know. All right, so I'm Lisa, and joining me is Steve. Hello. Yeah, that's old. And uh, today we're going to do a quick little podcast. Well, it's not so quick. We're going to do a podcast on uh, Volcano Bay, which is the third theme park over at Universal Orlando Resort, and talk about that because it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to talk with Mike from Universal Orlando Resort about the holidays at Universal Orlando Resort. That's uh, yeah. fun to say over and over. Universal Orlando Resort. Or you could just say Universal Studios, but but they like it when you say Universal Orlando Resort. Well, Orlando Universal Orlando Resort Resort refers to the whole, the whole shebang. Yes. And Universal Studios is the theme park yes. opposite mm-hmm. Islands of Adventure. It's similar to saying I'm going to Disney World, but instead of Magic Kingdom. Yeah, they people say people don't say the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I want to go to Disney. Well, what part of Disney? So, yes. But, yeah, so we're going to get into Universal, the holidays, Harry Potter, and uh, the water park. So, so uh, stay tuned. <laughs> we're going to be giving you a little bit more information on one of the top destinations in Orlando, which is one of the top destinations in the country, Orlando in general. And we're going to talk about Universal Studios but more specifically, uh, the first part of the show, we're going to talk about the third park that Universal has added, and that is Volcano Bay. And it's a water park, but they're calling it their third theme park. And I've had the opportunity to experience this, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's open, uh, unlike most uh, water parks over in Orlando, it's open all year round. And it's heated. Yep. You've got the heat in the, in the pools. All right, so Volcano Bay opened up uh, late May this year, 2017, and it is over by uh, Cabana Bay. Cabana Bay is one of the newer resorts out there, one of the the hotels, and they're adding on to that as well. They're putting up some towers. They're going to have some great two-bedroom accommodations for larger families, so that's great. They are actually selling out already, so if you are interested in those, you need to jump on those far in advance because- availability's kind of tight. I saw one of the photos. Lisa was over there and she posted some photos. I'll post it over at griswoldradio.com. So if you go to our website, griswoldradio.com or our Facebook page, she posted some photos from Cabana Bay Mm -hmm. and talk about a pool view. It was (laughs) amazing. Yeah, that was, that was something. And you know, what's funny is the view that you have of the entire water park makes it look so small. And oh, I, I guess I shouldn't say it looks so small, but it's so much bigger when you get there. You're like, wait, it, it looks like there's just from the, the hotel room, just this one area, but there's so much more to it. And somehow it plays minds, uh, mind games with you. And it's, it's a pretty impressive place. So um, like I said, it is right behind Cabana Bay. So if you're at Cabana Bay, you can walk over there. There's a, a special entrance just for the Cabana Bay uh, guests. And so there's a secret little entrance over there. Um, everyone else who's staying in one of the Universal uh, Universal Studios hotels, uh, whether it's one of their legacy ones or one of the Universal owned ones, you can get a bus 
They have buses from each of the hotels and this goes directly over there. And the transportation is complimentary to all of the hotel guests. And you know what else is cool? If you're at one of their hotels, you do get early admission. You get an hour early admission into the water park before everyone else. Well, that's nice. Because it's open to the public. I mean, it's a water park. Yeah. And it's also probably a good idea. If you're going to be at Universal Studios in Orlando for multiple days, it's probably a good idea just to get the multi-day park pass. And then you get... Park to park. Yeah, you get both of the theme parks, plus you get the... uh, There's three theme parks. Yeah, so you get... Well, you get the Volcano Bay. Two dry, one wet. Universal Studios plus Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So they are calling it a theme park. So I'm going to go with that as well. It's not going to be two theme parks and a water park. Three theme parks. Okay. So you do get your early admission into the park, uh, the water park, one hour early. And so there are all kinds of things. And so you walk in and and they kind of keep you in suspense because you know that there's this giant volcano in the water park. And um, that's Krakatau volcano and that's the focal point of the whole water park and so you walk in and then all of a sudden there's this aha moment where you it comes into view and it's ah and uh it's it's impressive it is it's almost like walking into some caribbean type area it's uh it's it's pretty fancy yeah the theming looks really nice it's It's kind of a hawaiian fiji very tropical yeah it's very well themed i think um for the most part there are some areas that they're still working on i think but uh, I like it. They did a good job. So I'm going to start and, and just kind of go through some of the rides that they offer and give you the best description I can, because sometimes it's just a water slide um, with some really cool theming. But uh, Krakatau Aqua Coaster is over at uh, the volcano. It's kind of a, a focal point. It's kind of one of their main rides. And the way this one works, it's it's pretty cool because you can have two to four people and you get into, instead of a raft or a mat or, you know, just uh, bare body, you get into this canoe that's kind of shaped like a, a dragon. And it it's kind of a combination between wet and dry because you go uphill almost like a roller coaster. And then you plunge down with the water and you splash and you get wet and they have waterfalls and you're going to get wet. You're going to get soaked. And it's, it's really cool, but they use magnets to kind of jet you up. It's not a slow up. It's a fast up. That's cool. And so it it pushes you up and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Now are these, is there a nice mix of family rides as well as thrill rides and relaxing areas? So yes, you're going to be able to find something whether you're 18 months or 81 years and everything in between. So you're going you're gonna to have your thrill seekers satisfied. You're going to have your loungers satisfied. You're going to have your little ones in their splash zones. So I'll try and touch on everything real quick, but um, time is always against us. So I'm going to do my best. So that's um, the aqua coaster, and that's pretty exhilarating. I enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought because you look at it and you know, you're like, okay, it's going to go up and down, but it was cool. I was really impressed. Um, Especially at the end, there's this like mega drop or mega mega hill, I should say. Uh, So that was really exciting for me. Um, Oh, and then Krakatau itself. I mean, it's it's huge. It's so tall. It's just gargantuan. But at night, it lights up kind of like it's got volcano lava effects coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this fiery light show and Ah. it's kind of cool. 
Um, what else? Okay, so also in the volcano, and I'm going to really mess up these names, Ko'okiri Body Plunge. And so this is going to be one of your scariest things that they offer. And this is a 125-foot drop. And it's one of those where you stand on the platform and then uh-huh. just counts down three, two, one, and it, the floor drops uh. and you drop with it. And, and it's almost like straight down. So it's, it's straight down for a little bit. Uh-huh. I think the first 30 feet. And then it goes to a 70 degree angle. It's still pretty scary. Yeah, that seems, I might, I think I might have to do it once, but. Once and done? Yeah. I don't even know if I could get myself to do it once. All right. So you have that option. And then you have um, some body slides. And these are the Kala and Tanui serpentine body slides. Guess what they have as well? Uh, A bar? A tiki bar? (sighs) No. No. Well, they do have a bar though. Well, not by the slide. Oh. They've got the drop floor platform uh, again here, but uh, it's like racers. So you go with the partner and you push. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of racers, we also have, we, I'm not them. So uh, Volcano Bay also has Punga racers. Hope I'm saying that correctly. And these are four different slides and you go down these on mats. They have little handles. I mean, oh, okay. These are like high tech mats. Um, but those are just your twisting slides and, you know, gentle release into the, yeah. um, to the end. So then you have Wave Village. And this is at the base of Krakatau Volcano. And this is where you have the Waturi Beach. And this is the wave pool area. They have sand for the kids to play in. You can just grab a lounge chair, sunbathe. Um, you can upgrade to... Um, Premium seating or rent a cabana. They have one-story cabanas, two-story cabanas. Oh, that's nice. And uh, it is nice. It, you are going to pay for those. It is a charge. But um, the premium seating is kind of neat because you get a preferred location. And it's, it's reasonable. Yeah, and they talk about how many, how they, you don't have to hunt for a lounge chair. So I guess if you don't. They have lots of lounge they, chairs. They supposedly have a ton of lounge chairs all around. So that's also an option. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, I might be able to get into one more ride, which is, um, over in the rainforest village and that's Maku. I don't think it's Meku. I think it's Maku. And, um, this is going to be the Puihi, <laughs> Puihi round raft ride. And this is up to six people and it's a circular raft, but you may or may not be able to get six people on there. It's all based on weight. They actually put you on this platform or this this like industrial scale they don't tell you what you weigh as a group but the whole group gets on you may or may not get to travel together <laughs> we did not but if you have kids we were adults um four or five adults uh we did not make the weight so we had to split into two but that was fine but it's tubes that you go through and curves um kind of like up the wall type of curves and skateboarding type curves and stuff like that but that one's really fun um, you know, you go on with a group of people, it's really exhilarating. And of course it's cool and refreshing. So all of these rides, you're going to have to walk up. There are no, you get a lot of, you get your steps in, you get your exercise. You do. You're going to get that, but you're not wearing your band. So you're not wearing your Fitbit. I am worried that I'm going to run through all these rides and attractions and slides and not have time to tell you about one of the features that's pretty cool. And that is the Tapu Tapu wearable wristband. And the Tapu Tapu, Tapu Tapu is, uh, it's, it's kind of like your express pass 
but for the water park and what it does, you can only do one ride at a time. You can kind of, it's a placeholder in line. So you go up and there are designated areas and, and then they make it very clear where to go. Mm-hmm. And you have this wristband that they give you at the entrance of the park. It's obviously waterproof and it's going to allow you to kind of hold your place in line. So you can go ride something else while you're still virtually in line somewhere else. That's pretty cool. So if you've got something that's like a 90 minute wait or something and the lines do get long, you're not going to have to wait. And it'll tell you how long the line is. So 70 minutes or 73 minutes. And you're now in line for that ride. Your wristband is going to tell you when to come back. Oh, that's cool. And so, so you you get back in line for that and then you tap your band mm-hmm. and they let you in. And so, so you have a shorter line. You then. could go to one of you know the, the main wave pool or a lazy mm-hmm. river or, or a grab bar lunch. or go grab lunch or go yeah. buy something. Now you can do money on there too so you don't have to carry the wet $20 bills all crumpled up around with you and covered in sand. Right. You can do you can add a credit card to the Tapu Tapu and that way your lunch or your shopping whatever you want to do yeah. is it's already in there with the uh, the wristband. Yeah, and it kind of looks like a watch from the ones yeah. I've seen. It looks like a big Fitbit. Now, and then everybody gets that, I guess, when they enter the park. You don't have to, this is not extra. It's included in the It is included. There's no extra fee for this. Everyone has the opportunity to use it. Um, I can see how people could get caught up in the rides and they forget to actually take advantage of it. But some of the other things that it does is there are different photo stations. Um, and it, it will go to your band. Uh-huh. Um, there are ride photos that you can tap into, so to speak. So it does photos. It's also going to help with uh, some of the different attractions around the park. They have some like water guns that you can tap. And if someone's on the lazy river or something, you can squirt them as they're coming by. Oh, I love those. You do. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, It's no fun when they're already wet, though. Well, they still get annoyed Mm. because I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other thing that's kind of neat is that they have two different sizes of lockers. I think it's two. that you can use your, your wristband to go ahead and put oh, your and stuff away. The lock. Right. Oh, and you nice. can access it all day without a problem. You don't have to worry about losing a key. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just tapping. That's cool. And then I think, and I don't know if they had these done yet, they were adding like the little hidden interactive elements where you could, you know, tap on certain things and certain things light up or happen. Kind of like the water thing you, t- you said about. So that's cool. All right, so I'm going to go back to some of the rides. We were just talking about Maku. I think it's Maku. I don't think it's Maku. And uh, we're going to go over to kind of a, a younger area, which I love the names. Well, this isn't the younger area. We're going to go there next. But they have these drop slides, and they're called Oh Yeah and Oh No. And um, when you look at the words, they look very Polynesian, but it's Oh Yeah and Oh No. Um, but these are twisting slides. There's a pair of them. Um, these are just your body slides where there's no mats, no rafts, anything like that. But what makes them unique is at the end, depending on which slide you're on, mm-hmm. you're going to have either a four foot drop or a six foot drop into the pool of water at the end. So it just kind of like spits you out. Wow. So there's this big plunge at the end. Ugh. It's kind of cool. <laughs> did you do that? I did not. Uh. No, I would have. We did not have a lot of time, unfortunately. I will have to go back, and I will go back and and try some of the things that I didn't get to do. But uh, you do need to be a pretty good swimmer for this one, just because when you are dropped off, 
when you're <laughs> spit out. Yeah, it's a little surprising. Um, yeah, well, it's a little surprising, and you will go under because yeah. um, you're dropped, and it's a 10-foot area right there. Okay. So you're, no one's going to be able to touch. So you want to make sure that you, you can swim. Um, another one that I'm it's Teawa, and this is the Fearless River. This is a lazy river. You go on this with tubes. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's not the fastest one. There are some fast ones with rapids and different things that push you along. Um, but it's not a slow one where you're just, come on, yeah. let's pick up the pace. It's medium. So it's a nice pace, a um, little bit of an adventure there. And uh, that one's kind of nice. They, they have another one that is a little slower, and that's the Copico, mm-hmm. Copico Y, Y, <laughs> Winding River. So that one, I think, is, in my opinion, a little slower. That one's also with tubes. Um, oh, and they have a lagoon. They've got this Kukouli Lagoon, and this is, it's a good place for relaxing. This is next to the Oh Yeah and Oh No that I was referring to, and it's, it's very leisurely for all age groups. It's got a zero entry, so the little kids can walk in and not worry too much mm-hmm. um, with sand and so that's a nice little place for people to go. Um, and then they've got an area for tots, and this is called Tot Tiki Reef. And as the name indicates, it's, it's for toddlers, and this is in the River Village. And it's got some of the smaller, small slides that little kids can go down. They can roll down, you know, backwards on their tummy, or, you know, slide down feet first. Um, but they're spraying tikis, and there are um, different splashy areas that you can do. Um, and kind of related to this one is Runamucka Reef. I love the names. Mm, that's a good name. That one I can say. Runamucka Reef is another splash zone, but this one this one seems to be a little older. Uh, it's got the dump cups. It has kids area splash zone and the, the spray guns. So they're very similar, but you'll be able to figure out which one is best for your kid. Um, and then... There's another raft slide that I want to tell you about, and that's Hanu Ika Moana. And this is up to five people. And this has this, it's not the longest ride that they have, but it's like right out of the gate, you're going. And you go down this hill and you go up this huge wall and you slide up it and then you slide down and go on uh, your way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like one of those skateboard, skate park things. And um, so they've got that one. That one, you're just like, you don't even know where you are. You don't, you feel like you're upside down. <laughs> well, and I also heard that at this park, this the innovation here, in addition to the Tapu Tapu, is that you don't have to carry your giant tube like from the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. to the top like you do at some other places. No, you don't. So you don't have to carry a tube anywhere. No. So they're all like on, they're either launching you from the bottom or they're on like some type of conveyor system, I guess. Right. Very cool. The big wraps are. Um. But it's it's a really good time, and they do have restaurants. They have shopping. You can get anything from a burger to a salad. Um, the meals where I ate, mm-hmm. and of course I don't remember the name of it. Um, I ended up with a cheeseburger, but they have shakes, and so um, shakes were had. <laughs> That's that was good, good. And, they, and I think they have some like Polynesian inspired. Different dishes as well as, you know, maybe fish tacos and yeah. and things like that. Pulled pork, maybe. <laughs> but the whole place is really great. And again, you can walk here from uh, Cabana Bay. Yep. 
and it'll be even closer when the towers are finished and, and we can stay there. But it's a pretty cool place. Uh, we're definitely going to have to go back. Um, what we're going to talk about in the next segment is going to be a little bit more specific to the holidays. So we're going to talk about the, um, the Grinchmas show that they do. They're going to do some new things with Harry Potter, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. over in Hogsmeade. That's fantastic. So stay tuned. Hi, we are here with Mike from Universal Studios Orlando Resort, and we're going to be talking about some really fun stuff. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. And we have Steve, of course. Hey, we were we were just there. We were talking before we started recording that Lisa was just there, and then we were there with the family, and it was it was pretty amazing. We did some of the Harry Potter things, so we ended up going through Diagon Alley, and then also the... Um, the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts. That mm-hmm. was, it was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. No, it's been a, it's been awesome to kind of create in those worlds. And especially for Christmas, it's been this kind of extra added uh, gift, so to speak. Yeah. I, I think it was, the, it's the perfect backdrop to, to kind of convert into Christmas, especially Hogsmeade. Uh, you know, Diagon Alley is good. But Hogsmeade, holy cow, it just kind of gives you the goosebumps and heebie-jeebies, not heebie-jeebies, that's a negative thing, but it definitely gets you excited. No, it's, it, it, it's an awesome texture. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that Hogsmeade already is kind of bathed in, in snowfall, you know, it was designed that way because that's really kind of the visual you engage when you watch the films. Uh, so it, Christmas was a natural fit for, for Hogsmeade. Uh, and then being able to apply uh, by way of projection, be able to give Hogwarts Castle this new and and vivid Christmas look uh, once night falls was just the coolest thing ever. It was just a complete joy from from start to finish to to play in that world and 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 give our guests a new a, a new way of engaging Hogwarts Castle that's different uh, uh, since it opened in 2010. You know, uh, a lot of people that have come through I, I've noticed when they round that corner. Um, you know, when the, when the, when that land opened, I was there and, 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 you know, they were kind of this kind of, the knees got weak for people when they saw Hogwarts castle for the first time. Right. And it was really cool to see that sort of emotional, um, value happen again with this new Christmas visual that, that the castle now possesses, uh, through the holidays. Now I have a, I have a tip on watching that show, but I'm sure you have a better tip. Oh, we're going to have a tip off. Well, no. Well, so, <laughs> so we saw the, the castle. And we were standing right there by the frog choir stage. Mm-hmm. And that was like the perfect angle to see the castle just far enough back from some, for some other little special effects that happen that are cool too. So if you're, if you're a little closer, you kind of miss some of the other cool things that go on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, the, even the way that the projection is designed, it really is designed for, for guests that are, that are standing in that staging area where frog choir performs. And, and further back, you know, in, you know, just before the curve of Hogsmeade. Um, but also, you, you know, we do have guests that stand over on the bridge leading towards Jurassic Park. And there's actually a really different perspective of the castle from over there um, with, with a different way of engaging all the, the lights that are in the trees. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, where you're standing is, is a perfect spot. Because, again, you're kind of surrounded by um, all the trees that come to life uh, with our, 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 our lighting that engages the, you know, with the media on the castle. And it, it does create this awesome kind of um, theatrical experience, so to speak. I have to agree that there, there are some ideal places to see it. 
but there, if you're in the vicinity, there's not a bad place to see it. No, you're right. If you can see the castle, you're going to see some pretty amazing content. Um, that's the other beautiful thing about the way that area was constructed to begin with, is that there isn't really a bad vantage point to Hogwarts Castle. It, it looks great no matter where you stand. <laughs> so from where we were standing, you could see it on the left side of the castle by the bridge, and then, of course, the front of it. Um, is That's really all there is, right? I didn't miss anything, did I? No, no, no. Okay, no, so no, the two you, sides. So Yeah, so we got to yeah. see the, the full show, so that's yeah. great. And then the... The Ministry of Magic does it, I believe, every 20 minutes. So if you miss it, just get a uh, grab a butter beer, hang out, get a spot. You don't have to cram your way all the way to the front, and you can see you can see it again. I'm gonna make a little yeah. tangent on that. So Steve, what kind of butter beer is that gonna be? Oh, well, hot, we can hot the, butter beer. See, that's what I was gonna yes. ask you. Is that is that your pick? Oh, oh yes. The hot exact, hot butter beer is actually my favorite <laughs> butter beer, and I I we've been doing it for a couple years now, I think. Um, and, and I've, I, I wait every year for them to, to have it for, for the holidays. Cause it, it is like, it's the, it's the best Christmas drink. Um, uh, I, I love it. I mean, I like, if I had to choose between frozen and regular butterbeer, I like the frozen a lot, but, um, but man, when hot butterbeer comes out, I'm like the first one in line. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we just discovered it. It was amazing. It was so Diagon Alley was sold out. We went over to three broomsticks. Yeah. And the team member was phenomenal because I went up to the bar that has that hog's head and they're like, oh, we don't have it here, but hold on, let me walk you over. So she walked me over to the, I guess it's the three broomsticks. She yes. turned on to register with her card. She rang me up. She got the hot butter beer. Wow. It was, it was phenomenal. She, she did a great job. And, oh, nice. and it was hear. really, really, it was so good. It's very hot though. Be I could have drank it for like 10 minutes because it was a little, a little, little, a little hot. But once it cooled down, the, name, the name's in the title. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. So we got a little off course there with butterbeer. So um, okay, it happens. I know. Okay. So uh, let's continue with some of the um, park holiday festivities and events that are happening. So we, you know what, we're, we're really not done with Harry Potter because there's, there's all the decorating. There's London that's decorated. They've got the wreaths and the greenery. So there's a lot of decorating in both areas of Harry um, of Harry Potter Wizarding World. Yeah, we, we've applied Christmas decorations to London, to Diagon, and Hogsmeade. And the really cool thing about all the decorations is it, it's primarily garland-based decor, but um, just like the, the shops, um, and, and frankly, a lot, a lot of the detail within the Wizarding World is there, there's a lot of intricacy into the garland. Um, it is, it's, and it's not Vegas in there. Like, we, we didn't want to overpower the, the lands with lights, um, with, with decorations. We, want, we wanted it to feel very elegant and very within the story. Um, uh, so all of the decor is actually uniquely driven thematically by the, the shop that it's placed on. Um, like, you know, there's a, there's a shop in, in, uh, in Hogsmeade called uh, Flourish and Blots, and it is, um, the, a lot of the details of the garland is made up of uh, book pages because it, it, it is a bookstore within the Wizarding World. So okay. the wreath has been de decorated with pages of books that have been made to look like flowers. Um, or, you know, you go to Wizard Weasley Weezes and all of their decor, decor uh, contains details of a lot of the products that they sell or the fireworks that they fire off within the story. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of this cool little journey, if, if you choose to take it, to, to look at every piece and kind of find those unique details that make it um, – within story of that, of that facade. I didn't catch that. So 
I'm not doing anything this weekend, Steve. <laughs> it, the theming is phenomenal. If, if people haven't been, they have to go. Um, and we just, I mean, we just like to, we sat there and just watched the people at nighttime and just look at the decorations, grab a hot butter beer. Yeah. Trying their um, interactive wands. Yeah. The kids love the wands and they, so they're entertained with the interactive wands. It's a perfect way to kind of get into the holiday spirit early. And the, the other advantage, if people don't know this, is it's included in your park admission. So unlike some other places where you have to pay for a special party, you you can go in and it's included as part of the thing. And and there's a daytime parade that we still haven't even talked about. There's there's uh all the stuff over at Dr. Seuss. Um so there's and all Grinchmas. kinds of Yeah, so the Grinchmas. Well, let's talk about Grinchmas. Yeah, it's um uh, it's actually the our kind of cornerstone for our holiday program since uh 2000. We've been doing a Grinch-related show experience since the, the Jim Carrey film opened back in 2000. I actually played the Grinch for four, <gasps> four years, uh, the first four <laughs> years of the, of the show. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we've done this amazing theatrical experience. It's called Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular. It retells the Grinch's story of how his heart grew three sizes. It's, uh, it's musical. It's, it's got choreography. It's got wonderful theatrical lighting. Uh, it's an indoor seated experience, so you really feel uh, encapsulated by Whoville. Uh, and that's over at Islands. And then in the studios, the other you know, major anchor for our studio park is uh, the new Universal Holiday Parade featuring Macy's, which is a, a massive, brand new parade. Like This is not the same Macy's parade we've done for the past 15 years. This is um, you know, 13 brand new balloons, 15 completely brand new floats, over 100 performers. You're going to see minions and, and, and characters from Shrek, characters from Madagascar, brand new score. Um, it is confetti, there's snow, there's Santa. It is a, it's an amazing new experience and a brand new parade for our guests. Yeah, we got to see the Universal Holiday Parade, and I have never been able to go to New York and actually see the Macy's Balloons, so we got to see them there. Um, and it, it was definitely phenomenal. And the other thing that was cool is our kids... Um, you didn't have to fight for a place for the kids to get in front. They had a little section kind of next to Mel's diner. It's over little, by, um, little, no, it's, it's by Hello Kitty. Oh yeah. And across right by Hello Kitty, there's a little section where that's roped off just for the little kids so they can get right up close and they have their own little section. So that was nice. Yeah. No, again, we want the, want the little ones to be able to see just as much as, as the, uh, as the adults. <laughs> yeah. And then Brooke, who's eight, when she saw Bob, the minion, the giant <laughs> floating, Minion and the and the uh, minion float, the despicable yeah. me stuff. She was, she was yeah, she was in, in her uh, element. My, you know, it's funny. My daughter's eight years old as well, and she reacted the exact same way. And then she saw his teddy bear, and she's like, oh, my God, they're both here. <laughs> yeah. It's so fluffy. No, that's the unicorn. Well, it's okay. It'll work for both. The unicorn, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So you were talking about uh, Grinchmas. And one thing that I love about that particular um, performance, that um, the indoor show, is the the Who's. Oh my gosh, the Grinch has some incredible costuming, but the Who's of Whoville, they're incredible. So I just wanted to point that out. I love oh, them. You. They're so real. Yeah, well, and and you know, it's it's again just like Potter. There's really great source material to kind of be inspired by. You know, the, the Who's costumes and the color values that they possess and even their, their makeup um, is kind of a, a, a 
collection of a lot of different inspirations from the the TV special, mm-hmm. to the book, uh, to the um, to the, the the 2000 film. We kind of kind of mix a lot of a lot of different characteristics together to create our version of what Grinchmas is at at, at Islands. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a really heartwarming show. I know I bring my family every single year, uh, multiple times, and um, you know. My daughter just wants to be Cindy Lou Who so she can kiss the Grinch on his cheek. Yes. That's her goal in life. (laughs) One thing I remember from a couple of years ago, and hopefully you're still doing this, is um, before the performances, some of the Whos are walking around Seuss Landing. Yes, that is still happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're not doing meet and greets. They're being Whos. And so yeah, they're, they're, it's alive. That place is, is alive and breathing. You know, yeah. they decorate, they sing Christmas carols. They, uh, heck, I, I, they even, um, they ride some of the rides with families sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I saw one taking a nap on a bench. Yeah, they, they do that too. <laughs> Hopefully not too much. But... It was great. But you know, that's probably Sleepy Who. That is her job, actually. It could be. I don't know. But it's incredible. Um, it really does make me kind of want to go back already, because um, we didn't do anything in Seuss Landing so much. Okay. So. Yeah. No. Again, that there's uh, and again the thing we could talk about the decor in, in Potter, but there's decor all over the property. You know that we kind of uh, transform the park into into its holiday version during these months, and and certainly who um, Seuss Landing is is definitely a part of that. There's a lot of cool, unique. The core items in there as well that feel very Seuss and very yes. um, within the world of Whoville. Not so subtle like you'd see in uh, Wizarding World, but no, they're they're a little more garish. Yeah, <laughs> they are. But we did walk through Seuss Landing, um, you know, to to navigate the park. Um, didn't get to interact so much and and stick around, but it's it's one of my favorites during the holidays. The Who's uh, and, the, and the Grinch. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, you know what? Let's just stick to the parks. It, we talked about Christmas and a lot of the decorating there. Uh, what do you, is there anything special for New Year's? Actually, yeah. We've got an event that we've done for several years now called Eve. It's at, it's a city walk. Uh, I believe it's a hard ticket event. Um, but with that ticket price, not only are you getting, you know, a New Year's countdown, but I believe there's a full dedicated buffet. Um, there's themed uh, bars. Um, you have access to all the clubs. Uh, within City Walk, and uh, it's really just a a, a, a one night uh, huge party. I think it's the largest dance floor, um, you know, I, I believe in Central Florida. Wow! <laughs> um, at least I think so. Um, and uh, it's just a, it's a big party to ring in the new year. It's and, and again, I, 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 I checked the website, but I believe it's a hard ticket event. Okay, yeah, and it's nice too because when we went, we stayed at one of the Universal Studios on site hotels, and everything is right there. So the hotel and the hotels were decorated too. So you you walk in, everything's decorated. You get in the Christmas spirit. You get on the boat. You go to one of the two parks. Well, it was funny because Steve mentioned that I was there two weeks in a row, and one week was non-Christmas, and then I come back and I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> it's Christmas!" <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? That's one thing I wish I could take people I talk to. I wish I could give them a trip in the in the after hours of the park, so everyone can see the army of people. And high reaches that enter the park in order to transform and apply all the Christmas decorations, all the lights. It is like it is an amazing army of people. Yeah, you have um, to do a that I fit it. themselves to getting this this so quickly turned over. You know, you need to do a video if you haven't already. A, a time lapse Universal Studio yeah. blog. 
uh, video of that. Well, but it's be supposed cool to be kind of secret, too. Yeah. But people want to like see magical it. and mm-hmm. just appears. Okay, that's right. All of the decor in, in Potter, all all is uh, is is applied by wand. That's see, that could be the video. You could have the wand. You could make it happen, and then it could go one by one. That could be. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, we um, we kind of touched on uh, City Walk with the Eve party that you do. Anything else that we're going to see at City Walk as far as the holidays, December, Christmas, anything? Um, not, not from an official standpoint. No, I, okay. I, I know some of the shops in there will have, you know, special decor in their shops. Um, but no, but as far as from a universal end standpoint, uh, the big, the big push for city walk is the Eve event. Okay. And then Steve kind of touched on the resorts and the trees are going up and the decorations are coming out. And Absolutely. So... all the lobbies are completely decored. Um, I think every single hotel has some sort of Christmas day brunch, um, and then I, I know the, the, the hotels because it's Florida, um, you know, there's a lot of hol- ho- holiday themed uh, dive in movies by the pools because, oh, you know, our, okay. our temperatures don't really get down to the wintry levels that uh, uh, happens elsewhere. So there are still people in, in the heated pools uh, watching uh, holiday themed movies in, in, in all of the hotels. Well, let me ask you this since we're talking about pools and being heated um, Volcano Bay, new mm-hmm. third park. Are there decorations up there? Anything special over there that we need to know about? No, uh, the only the only thing geared towards the holidays and, and possibly you know colder temperatures is the pools there are heated. Um, in case it does get get a little chilly, uh, you can you can jump into a nice warm pool. But uh, no, no, uh, Volcano Bay remains in it in its story um, of the uh, the Baturi culture. Um, we, we there is no holiday decor overlay with that park. Also because it is our newest park, so we want people to experience it. Um, as it's intended, mm-hmm. at least for this right. year. And then uh, who knows what will happen in the future. Now, is that open year-round, even through the winter? Oh, yeah, open okay. year-round. One of the few water parks that is, actually. Cool. Now, last but not least, do you have any insider tips, any insider stories with the decorating or Bob the Balloon is signed by Amazing the, facts. Is, is you know, is the signature of the creator is on Bob's foot as he floats by. Oh. Or anything to look for? Anything, That's Adam. <laughs> anything hidden? Anything different? Um, uh, anything hidden? I'm not sure if they, anything hidden. Um, I mean, I don't, knowing that I, I, was, I was the creative uh, force on the, the, the map projection show, I'm, I am sorted into the Ravenclaw uh, house for Hogwarts. Ah. So there is a Ravenclaw student that um, actually uh, flies down the center spire during the during the show, and you hear an audible "whoo." That is my voice um, <laughs> on for that student. So I'm actually I have a I have a role on the show. I get to ride a broom down the uh, down the spire. <laughs> All right, I like it. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. Oh no, it's my pleasure. It's good talking with you, Lisa and Steve. I really, really, really had fun. All right. Thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. All right, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, there are more over at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. Please send any questions or comments that you have to comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.